Hey there, The Pastor's Heart is growing significantly in audience and consequently our opportunities and responsibility are growing as well and we want to get better and that takes more resources. As a listener to The Pastor's Heart, we're asking if you could help us out by financially partnering with us to help fund our production, editorial, distribution and promotion. There's a Patreon link to support The Pastor's Heart, patreon.com slash thepastorsheart and we do so appreciate your partnership. Hello there, something different today as the report into the sexual misconduct of Ravi Zacharias was released late last week. I was deep in preparation for teaching on Mark 12, 38 to 40, where Jesus addresses hypocritical faith leaders who love the external praise, who devour vulnerable women, and in the end will receive harsher judgment. And so this is an excerpt from last Sunday's address to Village Church in Annandale, Sydney, and the congregational question time that followed on the Ravi Zacharias situation. And look, I hope that it helps you process the release of this report on Ravi Zacharias and uh, navigate a way forward. He, he challenges the authenticity of the leadership of Jerusalem. And he, he says, you guys, you're just pretentious, showy, external. Look at it, verse 38. He also said in his teaching, beware of the scribes. Can you imagine how the tension would have gone up in the room as Jesus said that? He's in the temple, crowd around, scribes right there the Jewish religious leaders, the experts in the Jewish law, he says, beware of the scribes and looks them in the eye. And then he's beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes. They want to wear the impressive religious robes who want greetings in the marketplace. They want to walk through the crowds. They want people to respect them who want the best seats in the synagogue. They want their special seats in church. They want places of honour at the banquet. They want all the perks of holiness. All the per- And they pretend to be holy. They're pretending to be holy. Jesus knows otherwise. See, he says, watch out for these guys. Watch out for them. Beware of them. They're standing right there. He's super blunt and stern. These people who are craving the religious honour. Beware of the scribes. Verse 40. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. What does Jesus say will happen to them? They will receive harsher judgment. Those religious people who make sure they've got all the religious externals and trappings and robes and pompous ceremonies. They've got a so-called faith, but it's an external show thing. They're super keen on all that religiosity trappings, but internally... Something dreadful is going on. They are, verse 40, taking advantage of vulnerable women. They devour widows' houses. Now, widows are valued in God's sight. In the Old Testament, special honour is given to widows. 
In the Old Testament, the widow, the fatherless, the resident foreigner, they're the most vulnerable of people economically, no one to protect them, and so they're dependent, and so God is particularly interested in their welfare. Come back with me to the second book of the Bible, um, to Exodus, to Exodus 22, and in Exodus 22, and in verse 22, you must not, here's the law of God, you must not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. If you do mistreat them, they will no doubt cry to me, I will certainly hear their cry, my anger will burn. Israel is reminded that Almighty God values widows, cares for widows. Come forward, a couple of books of the Bible to Deuteronomy, fifth book of the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 10. And verse 18, he executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the resident alien, giving him food and clothing. There is this care in the Old Testament for the vulnerable. And there are all sorts of safeguards put in place to make sure that there is food and protection. I mean, you read the book of Ruth and the gleanings, the harvest offcuts, the provision of extra resources. Yahweh is described in Psalm 68.5 as the defender of widows. And so, when it's so clear that God values widows, that God protects widows, that God protects the vulnerable woman, that the, we, Jesus comes to the very centre of religious Judaism, to the temple, and discovers the most high profile of the religious leaders, the scribes in their fancy dress robes, right in the centre of the holy city, are exploiting the vulnerable women of that city. They've got these long robes, marketplace greetings, best seats, but Jesus says, watch out for them because they devour widows' houses and their, sh their prayers, they're just for show. This word devour, it means to consume completely, to ruin. It's not, just a, it's not just sponging off. It is serious breach of trust, terrible crime. And it's worse because the people who ruin these women are the official teachers of the faith. Jesus says, watch out for them. Beware of them. Tragically, this week, Christianity globally has been rocked. Um, last May, the evangelist and apologist Ravi Zacharias died. He's a man who'd travelled the world for a number of decades sharing the Christian faith. Ravi Zacharias International Ministries employed a hundred different evangelists who went around speaking itinerantly at all sorts of things, a support staff of 250. At Ravi Zacharias's funeral last May, the deputy or the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, said, Ravi was the C.S. Lewis of our time. The former Deputy Prime Minister of Australia said Ravi had a superb 
and gracious mind. On Friday, an independent investigation into Ravi Zacharias's sexual misconduct was released. The report found that this leader of the people of God engaged in sexual abuse on many occasions in different places over many years involving many women in many different countries. He used those who worked in massage parlours, importing them from overseas and pursued more than massages. He engaged in a skillful pattern of grooming, manipulation and pressure on his emotionally and financially vulnerable therapists. It was predatory and one woman details in the report many incidents over the years where the famous Christian leader raped her. And all the while, I mean, for longer than a decade, preaching Jesus. In the last 24 hours, I've spoken to several former members of his staff who are devastated shaken, broken, angry, angry that he should have been a shepherd and he was actually a wolf who devoured vulnerable women. Angry at the double life, the misleading deception the external show while internally, privately engaging in sexting, abuse and rape. How do you react? I mean, perhaps you heard him speak. I heard him speak. Um, Perhaps he bought his books. I bought his books. Perhaps you donated to his ministry. When Jesus here says, watch out for the scribes, it's all show. And they're taking advantage of vulnerable women. His criticism is blunt And stern, I'm just looking at these verses, Mark 12, 38, 39, 40. Jesus is critiquing fiercely the practice of trafficking in piety for self-benefit, trafficking in piety for greed, trafficking in piety at the expense of, at the injury of others. Those long robes, marketplace greetings, best seats, but devouring vulnerable women and prayers are just for show. It's a facade of godliness covering a vile inside. And Jesus says, verse 40, 
these will receive harsher judgment. There it is. The word from my Lord that the judgment of the Lord on the hypocritical scribe will be harsher. be very tempting to look over there at Ravi Zacharias and to point the finger at him so I could never do that I would never do that but Jesus teaches us in the Sermon on the Mount we need to look at the logs in our own eye before looking at the speck in somebody else's and if you are even a little way down the track of taking the high moral ground at this point. I want to call you back. I want to call me back. And to examine our own life and to think of our own sin before the holy God. Our, our thing may not be as systemic may not be of his magnitude but what about our using and abusing and hurting and exploiting of people whether it's through digital images video whether it's through personal experience and action I mean, just to be clear all pornography is exploitation all pornography is devouring someone's body. All, when, you, when you look at porn, you're devouring a vulnerable person. You're exploiting. And then there are actions. I mean, it, it could be you were exploiting at the same time as being exploited. You were using and being used at the same time, but you were using. And you are guilty before the Almighty. And yes, there are horizontal things that do need to be fixed. There are people that do need to be apologised to. There is restitution that does need to be made. There is forgiveness that does need to be sought. But before we can think about the horizontal, we need to think about the vertical. We need to come to Almighty God and say, I'm sorry, God, I have, I've misused a person that you created in your image. I've, I've, I've treated wrongly an image bearer of you. And in doing that, I've insulted you and I am so sorry. There's more for me to say in this talk tonight. But I'm just going to pause and bring these issues before our Heavenly Father and ask God to forgive us, to forgive us because of Jesus for where we've taken steps wrong in this area. Would you, would you join me in speaking to God in prayer? Let's bow our heads and speak to him in prayer. Our Father God, we're so sorry that we've, we have done things out of line here that we can't point the finger at others for we ourselves are sinners. 
we've devoured someone vulnerable that you made in your image. I'm so sorry. God, I should not have used her. I should not have looked at her, touched her. I should not have used him. I should not have looked at or touched him. Deeply, profoundly, sorry and ashamed. Forgive me, not because of what I have done, but forgive me because of Jesus' blood, because of his death for me. Wash me clean. Pour your spirit into my heart. Enable me to live differently, to turn from my sin, to be different. Help me by the power of your spirit not to live as the hypocrite, external show, flashy robes, best seats, but internally the unrepentant. Help me to be genuinely changed by your spirit. Please, Lord, do a work in me and in every person engaging with this presentation tonight. Amen. Fiona, there's a stack of questions. Yeah, you hit, hit a nerve this morning, another hot topic. We'll go fast. Okay, um, so thinking about Ravi Zacharias, uh, we are all sinners who sin, so is there a basis to doubt his genuine faith? Is it that he premeditated his sin in a systematic way and that when they found out he never repented or denied, but instead denied it? How should we deal with our sin to be assured of our salvation? Sure. Um, firstly, I can't be the judge. We mustn't be the judge. It's God who judges. And if anything that I've said has implied that... Uh, I'm taking on the role of judge. I've not meant to say that. I'm not. I'm, but I do want to say, Jesus says, the scribe will be judged. The scribe who acts in hypocrisy will be judged more harshly. He does say that. And we need to take that seriously. Um, and those who, of us who are teachers need to take that seriously. That I take it that if you allocate some of your funds to me for me to spend time studying the Bible then you expect me to pay attention to it. You know? And so I, I should pay attention to it. Yeah. Totally. And I think God expects that too. Um, James 2, verse 1. We who teach will be judged more strictly. Definitely. Um, can we have an open discussion about being above reproach in respect for religious leaders? What are the warning signs? Um, this person's no expert, but surely someone that caused their ministry by their own name, um, you know, yeah. flying um, a red so flag. I mean, there are two issues there. One is key issues of being above reproach in Christian ministry. Um, the, the, the key areas where you need to be above reproach in Christian ministry are money and sex. Um, they're, they're the two that Billy Graham said. I'm sure he was right. Um, so uh, we have all sorts of protocols here as a church about... Um, uh, pastoral staff not being alone in the building, um, uh, not being alone in the building with people of the opposite sex, uh, those kind of things. Uh, we have all sorts of protocols in place here about the pastoral staff not touching the money. Um, so uh, I never count the money. I don't go near the money. Um, I'm not a signatory 
in the, the church accounts. Um, I don't have access. So I'm, I'm trying to do all sorts of things. Rabbi Zacharias had a, it was called a wellness fund where he had personal discretion on what to spend to help people and he spent it on his massage therapists. And there was no accountability structure to stop that. That's appalling. That, that, that's a fault line that goes beyond the sexual predatory stuff all the way up to massive governance issues in the organisation. And so, yes, there's condemnation to be made of over here, but there are governance questions that the organisation needs to look hard at over here. And so, and, and yes, I agree with the commentator who said, are you troubled by a Christian ministry that names itself after the founder? Yes. Okay. Again, thinking um, we're all sinners and hypocrites as well. Why is Jesus so angry with the scribes? Is it because their official teachers who represent God? Um, if this is the standard for teachers, why would anyone want to be one? Yeah, I think he's angry with them because they're the people who spend more time than, ever, than anyone else looking at the word of God. And so a higher standard is expected of them. And they've got so there's the higher standard expected, but also the non-hypocrisy issue. And both of them are... I mean, when you read the, the New Testament, the harshest denunciations of Jesus are reserved for hypocritical teachers. Okay, just a couple more. Um, comment, I think your definition of taking advantage of the widow in terms of sexual sin is pretty narrow. Um, we ourselves take advantage of the vulnerable people when we buy cheap consumer goods such as clothing made in sweatshops. That's a really helpful point uh, from the person who's made that comment. Um, uh, and of course that is right. Um, and one of the great things about question and comment time is that we are able to prophesy to each other and we're able to add bits, correct bits, add nuance, that kind of thing. And that's a really welcome piece of nuance. And uh, I guess I just had, I had two long phone calls on this uh, Ravi Zacharias issue with former employees this weekend. And I might have just run a bit hard down that direction. Yeah. Okay. Um, does the new evidence of Ravi Zacharias' sin mean that we should ignore and not use any of his talks or teaching material? If so, what's the difference between him and your stock standard sinful teacher or pastor? Yeah. Um, I think... Um, uh, I, I can't imagine myself giving a Ravi Zacharias book to anybody ever again. Um, and, and so I just don't think I'm going to do it. Um, I, I noted that the publisher has decided to withdraw um, his books from sale. Um, I, I would have thought, well, yes, that's a smart move, but it's also an economically necessary move because no one will want to buy them going forward. Um, uh, I do think there is a difference between one lapse of judgment and the systemic predatory um, multiple hundreds of women who have been taken advantage of uh, by this man. And so I, th I think there is a... Uh, there is a difference there. Myself... Um, I have tried to portray myself in my public teaching as a flawed human um, and so uh, I've, I've tried there's a line in 2 Corinthians 4 
that you should, it says you should preach Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as servants. We preach not ourselves, but Christ as Lord. And so I've tried not to preach sermons where isn't Dominic great is the point of the sermon. I've tried to preach sermons where the, the point of the sermon is isn't Jesus great and Dominic is a sinful human who is so appreciating how great Jesus is. Um, and so if you discover that I'm a sinner, well, that will be consistent with what I've been teaching here for years. Okay, and a reassuring comment to finish on. Um, isn't it wonderful that while we are still sinners, Jesus loves us so much that he forgives us and we no longer need to be weighed down by our guilt? Yeah, um, that's another really help. I mean, I don't want this to be a downer week at church. Um, we, we rejoice that we have Jesus over all, the one perfect Saviour and Lord, uh, the one man who never did wrong, and that we, as broken people, can come to him and ask for forgiveness and be forgiven and be washed clean. And actually, there are people who've done far worse than Zacharias, who've come to Jesus, been washed, been saved. My friend Simon Manchester um, writes to one of the um, Anita Cobby rapists once a month. This man was guilty of terrible rape in the 80s. It was, a, it, was a, it was an extraordinary story that dominated Sydney's news for years, the tragic way this Blacktown nurse was treated. And in jail, um, and I remember reading the news about, reading his name in the court appearances over and over and over and over again. In jail, he's come to saving faith. He, his papers have been marked never to be released from jail. He's gonna be in jail till he dies. Horizontally, the judgment of New South Wales is on him. But vertically, he's reached out to his heavenly father, to the heavenly judge for forgiveness. And he's been forgiven and been accepted into the kingdom of heaven forever because, because he's a good guy, but because of what Jesus has done. And so we praise God for God's mercy, even on, even on Bronson Blessington. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.